here's a question for you. What's the opportunity cost? By that, I mean, what's the opportunity cost of overthinking and ruminating in your life right now? What's it holding you back from? And once you can answer that question, then perhaps you're ready to take action and get yourself whatever help and support is needed to reduce your tendency to rumination. I'm Dr. Mark Rowe, and welcome to my podcast, In the Doctor's Chair. As a family physician, my expertise is supporting people in the areas of positive health and lifestyle medicine. Join me in conversations that share life lessons, health habits, and leadership practices, focusing on positive psychology, lifestyle medicine, and ways that enable you to live with more vitality on purpose. Appreciating that when it comes to your vitality, that everything is so interconnected. Episodes will air weekly, and you can find me wherever you listen to your podcasts. And of course, on my website, drmarkrow.com. As a practicing family doctor with expertise in lifestyle as medicine, my purpose is to encourage and support you in terms of positive health, personal growth, and all things well-being. As I say, to never stop starting. Each month on a live webinar, I teach learning by doing and learning by being. The why and the how of health enhancing habits, giving you the science as well as support strategies to live with more vitality. I'd like to invite you to join my self-development club. To learn more and to sign up, visit drmarko.com. This short podcast is all about the topic called overthinking. And it's been inspired by a patient of mine who really was challenged by overthinking. And he drew out a lovely picture for me to represent what overthinking meant to him. And he brought in this lovely picture of a carousel. And going around the carousel were all of these negative thoughts like anxiety, toxic stress, anger, guilt, shame, sadness. And the drawing really represented how these negative thoughts were spinning around over and over and over again. And I thought it was really, really effective. And, you know, if you can relate to that, and if you're somebody that overthinks, you're certainly not alone. In fact, more than 70% of people aged 25 to 35 are considered to be chronic overthinkers. In fact, more than half of all 45 to 55 year olds. So it's it's very, very common. And of course, the architecture of the human brain means that we are not hardwired for, you know, happiness and positivity and well-being. Of course, we'll take all those things, but these health and well-being enhancing habits are things we need to work on because the default position of your brain, just like mine and everyone else's, is the same brain structure that's been in place for thousands of years. And that means that your brain is hardwired for survival. Your brain is hardwired to identify and respond to threat. And you've got a red button in there known as the amygdala. And that's the sort of mission control alarm center for experiencing stress and toxicity and anxiety. And, you know, sometimes it just becomes overstimulated. And you know, naturally overthinking is closely associated with feelings of stress, with anxiety, with low mood, also with, you know, substance misuse, whether that's alcohol or marijuana or cocaine, it's associated with eating disorders. And, you know, it's commonly seen and experienced in people that suffer from chronic pain syndrome or chronic ill health of various sorts. And, you know, overthinking may increase your risk of various uh, mental health conditions as it can not only deepen depression and make you 
more socially isolated as you may feel, you know, misunderstood and you may withdraw socially, but it can also, you know, it can affect your ability to effectively process emotions. And, you know, there's various types of overthinking, you know, there's one where you're constantly worrying. I call it worryitis. You know, there's where you are endlessly comparing yourself and running yourself down, comparing yourself to the perceived achievements of other people. And I call that sometimes comparitis. And of course, I suppose rumination is the commonest type of overthinking. And ruminating, it's very common in people that have perfectionistic traits and highly neurotic traits or people that are preoccupied with their relationships with other people. And rumination is basically where, you, where your head is filled with a thought or a number of thoughts, which just keep recycling and spinning over and over and over again, endlessly repeating themselves. And that's like this merry-go-mind of anxious negative thoughts I was talking about. And of course, thoughts are like leaves that blow into your garden. They blow in and out of your mind. And really, you can't always control your thoughts. In fact, nobody can, but you can control what thoughts you pay attention to. And if you pay too much attention to thoughts of future, that will trigger fear and anxiety and stress and tension and worry and disease. And if you're too focused on the past, it will trigger, you know, feelings of resentment, regret, and all sorts of feelings of, of non-forgiveness, guilt, etc. So really overthinking in many ways is this desire to know the unknowable, to get ahead of yourself, to kind of second guess the outcome, to read minds, to try and figure things out ahead of anyone's expectations of how things can, can happen. And, you know, Hindsight is always 2020 vision. And we joke medically about the retrospectoscope, which is this illusory tool that can sort of look back in time. And of course, none of us can do that. And, you know, that's why it's so important to be able to let go of the past, learn from it, certainly, but don't live there. And to be able to build habits of mindful presence and not be sort of controlled excessively by ruminating thoughts. Of course, overthinking can trigger anxiety. Overthinking can trigger self-doubt. Overthinking can have a very negative impact on your relationships as you repeat these endless worries over and over and over again. You know, overthinking can be exhausting emotionally. It can put you on a downward spiral and it can prevent you from making decisions. It can prevent you from taking action. It can lead to procrastination. All of these things building stress. And, you know, if you are someone that, that suffers from overthinking, Here's a question for you. What's the opportunity cost? By that, I mean, what's the opportunity cost of overthinking and ruminating in your life right now? What's it holding you back from? And once you can answer that question, then perhaps you're ready to take action and get yourself whatever help and support is needed to reduce your tendency to rumination. The first thing I want to say to you is that if you are a real worrier and if worry is really impacting your life and your quality of lived experience. And certainly if it's, if it's distressing, then seek medical help because you may be suffering from a mood disorder. You may be suffering from an anxiety disorder. And of course, especially if your overthinking is associated with thoughts of self-harm or low mood, seek immediate help. And I think it's important to say that some worry can be productive you know, because worry can prod you to take appropriate action. And so, you know, worrying about the future to a certain extent can help you. 
So all worry isn't bad, but it's when it's imbalanced, it's when it's unproductive, it's when it's distressing worry, that's when you need to seek help and support. And your GP is a great place to start. And he or she may refer you for cognitive behavioral therapy, talk treatment or counseling, which can be invaluable. So here are some ways that you can support yourself in your lifestyle habits to reduce the tendency to rumination and quieten the overthinking mind. I think exercise has to be mentioned as the greatest pill of all. You know, Hippocrates said, if you're in a bad mood, go for a walk. If you're still in a bad mood, go for another walk. But, you know, when you start moving and certainly once you've been moving for about 10 minutes, you, you know, release that biochemical cocktail of brilliance. You bring on all these positivity neurochemicals like serotonin and dopamine and oxytocin and noradrenaline and pain-killing endorphins and release brain-derived neurotrophic factor which can allow you to build stronger brain connections. And at the same time, you reduce feelings of stress and anxiety and mood. And that can just change your emotional state. Just moving for as little as 10 minutes can, can really quieten the merry-go-mind of anxious negative thoughts. Integrative exercise like yoga, which includes not just body postures, but active focus on the breath that turns your awareness to the present moment. And that in itself reduces feelings of anxiety and stress and builds, builds connection. If you can exercise in nature, even better, a brisk walk in nature is a wonderful way to reduce rumination, boost creativity, enhance mood and build resilience. And another great way to build resilience and reduce the tendency to overthinking is to keep a written journal, you know, to write down your to-do list, to have your written action plan followed by action, because action, of course, speaks louder than words. A written gratitude practice, a tremendous way to focus on abundance and appreciation and what's going well, as opposed to what's, what's going badly. You can use your journal to, you know, process emotional feelings on paper, a brain dump on paper, writing your worries and struggles and stresses down. It can be a tremendous way to give you that sense of clarity and catharsis and also, you know, reframe mistakes and, and life's setbacks as opportunities to learn and grow. Mindful-based practice can be a wonderful way to quieten the tendency to rumination and overthinking. You know, I talk about my pause breathing technique, slowing your breath to four or five breaths a minute. It's a great way to calm the red button, the amygdala in the brain, ground you in presence, and dissolve worry and feelings of stress or anxiety. There are many other mindful techniques that can you know, achieve the same end result, including a body scan where you focus on your body while breathing, progressive muscular relaxation. You might pick a part of your body and then you alternatively tense or relax it for 10 seconds at a time. That can be a very effective way to feel more calm, feel more present and reduce feelings of worry and overthinking and rumination. Meditation, of course, as well, is another wonderful way to turn the attention inwards and to help you quieten nervous inner chatter building awareness, focusing on how your thinking impacts your mood. In other words, becoming more emotionally agile, appreciating that this too shall pass can be a wonderful way to, you know, separate your thoughts and emotions 
from who you are on the inside. Sometimes it can be really effective and beneficial to simply distract yourself. And maybe it's giving yourself an opportunity to try something new, a new hobby, cooking, reading, even watching fish swim, whatever you can do to release your inner child and, you know, bring more fun into your day. Uh, maybe you, a coloring book and coloring outside the lines, but distraction can be a wonderful way to reduce overthinking as can listening to music or watching a movie, just calming the brain, calming the mind. Guided imagery can be very helpful as well. You know, just where you close your eyes and just imagine yourself being in a place that's special to you. Think about what you hear in that place. What do you see there? What do you smell there? What do you feel and experience there? All of these things can distract your mind and take you away from the, the sort of straitjacket of overthinking and relax the brakes on your mind and enable you to simply ground yourself in more presence. Helping someone else. I mean, it's a no brainer, but it really is so, so helpful. You know, when you focus on someone else, it really dissolves your own worries and stress and concerns and just focusing to be kinder to another person. It's a great way to build connection, reduce loneliness, reduce feelings of toxic stress. And it can be a wonderful way to really appreciate that the worries you may have in your own life are small compared to the challenges that someone else has. And of course, it's also important to think to be kind to yourself, you know, self-compassion. Give yourself a break, you know, appreciate how far you've come, Ex accept the past, appreciate the present moment and anticipate the future with a sense of hope and excitement and realistic optimism to realize that you are enough to treat yourself with the same patience and empathy and kindness and support that you would give a good friend if they were worried or challenged by a particular problem. And sometimes a simple mantra, a simple saying, not that you are perfect, because as I joke, we're all perfect in our imperfections, but just a simple mantra that I am enough, I am enough, I am enough right now, takes you away from this concern that you must be somewhere else, that you can simply allow yourself to be present, to be fully engaged here in this moment, be kind to yourself, be fully present and, you know, embrace each moment and each unfolding experience in your life as they arise moment by moment, day by day, year by year. And of course, finally, focus on your associations. You know, we all need people in our lives that are going to strengthen and support us, encourage and empower us, challenge and convince us to grow. So, you know, reach out to a friend, talk through your issues. You know, a problem shared is problem halved and having people around you that are going to really uplift you and encourage you. It's a great way for you to build your self-esteem and focus on your strengths and remember what a wonderful, brilliant, special human being you really are. Just remember, if you suffer from ruminating thoughts, if you suffer from an overthinking, overactive mind, you are not alone. And today may be the best day to take action, to find the inner courage, to embrace positive change, to, to take steps to be kinder to yourself, to be more patient with yourself, to embrace the rich fullness of who you are and simply live with more vitality. Thank you for listening to my podcast, In the Doctor's Chair. For further resources to support you to live with more vitality, please visit my website, drmarkrow.com. 